0: Hello and welcome to Wives of Weirdos Journey Home. I am your Dungeon Master Darby and joining me as always are Zoe playing Cedia, Emily playing Beatrice, Laura playing Conray, Mitch playing Exley and Johanna playing Fall. Let's jump into it. we last left off the party with the help of Grog and Percival von Musilpovorsky de Rollo III of Vox Machina uh, forged four uh, trammels in order to bind away um, Tiamat should she be brought into the material plane. Um, they did so after being reunited with Exley uh, in the heart of the uh, Seat volcano and making their way through, facing some challenges that uh, the veterans of Vox Machina thought had been long dealt with. Um, but they managed to deal with them and get Four trammels out of it all. So. We left right as the trammels were being completed. And it is really hot. Uh, Can I get everyone to roll me a constitution saving throw, please?
1: Is anyone close to
0: Beatrice? Um, Lucidia was?
2: Yeah. Well, you guys are yeah. still flying? I can't. No, we were. We, you were assisting Xley. So oh, who knows? Yes,
1: mm-hmm. I was assisting so I don't believe I get full. Yeah. Um, I, I got know. an I 8. They tried one. to
3: help us. <laughs> well, I
0: got an 8. <laughs> yeah. 8. Oh, this is for something that you aren't affected by fall. Oh. This is the heat.
3: <laughs> so it's little sweaty
0: Yeah. Um, so, what were other people's results? Eighteen.
2: Eighteen.
0: Okay, that is fine. Twenty-six. Oh, interest. Twenty-six. Okay, you are perfectly fine. Eleven. Eleven. That is fine. Barely, but fine. It's not a high DC. Uh, and Exley. Nineteen. Nineteen. Okay, you are fine. Uh, people might burn themselves if they touch uh, the exposed metal uh, of your feet, potentially, and maybe your arms in certain places, but you yourself are feeling fine enough, Um, but yes. So what would people like to do?
4: well um it's been a
1: very long day has it not uh Sevier and Exley were the ones that forged the uh ally alloy, tr- the ally tremble the alloy tremble that looks a little uh a little janky maybe won't work and Sevia's like I choose personally to believe this is not a metaphor for our friendship uh in her head um and uh she's gonna look around the group and see that we're all kind of hot and sweaty and having a very rough time. Um, and also that we all, you know, kinda wanna talk to the bot boy. Uh and uh she's going to look at Percy and Grog and say, um Is there anything
4: else we need to prepare before tomorrow? Nothing of... my knowledge. Trammels? The book?
0: You know how to work it? Yes, yes. Then we are good to go, we just need to where to go.
4: Is there a fast way of getting out of here, by the way? It was quite a long trek.
0: If someone... Which I believe you should, Sevier, has means of, uh, contacting Keyleth, we may <laughs> still need to get out of the volcano, but it might be easier... It might be easy enough to, uh, send for her teleporters through the same plant. Unless someone else has some other method.
4: Sevia kind of looks at Exley. And she says, uh, I know there is
1: no tuning fork to the surface, but do you know it well enough to get us up there?
5: I am unsure of how this particular
4: spell works. I could of course attempt. My save is so what- a swim. So I- What spell are you
0: hoping to use there?
5: Yeah. Well, is this-
1: He's hoping, yes. Teleport.
5: Well- Actually, you know what? I don't have any of those spell slots available. I'm assuming plane shift is probably not going to work.
0: No, plane to shift would take you to plane. another plane. You would have to have two plane shifts to go somewhere else and then back here. Okay. Mm.
5: Uh, <clears throat> unfortunately, I cannot. Unless
0: we get somewhere. Okay. Where- A reminder to you, Zoe, that you do have Teleport thanks to the, uh, Codex.
1: That's why it's not in my book! Ah.
4: And I don't need a spell slot to cast that?
0: You do need to to use a spell slot for it, yes. But you would be able to prepare it in the morning. (laughs) Ah.
1: Well Then c v is going to kind of uh, Just nod at Exley And she's going to say I think we're all a little tired for another swim uh, If we camp out until morning I can get us out of here well enough But I only have enough magic left in me For One or two more things And Unless we're all the fans of lying on the dusty ground, apologies for
4: that. Um, Might take most of my energy to set us up for the evening. In a volcano. She has this uh, this great spell to to make a house.
0: Oh, you can you can bring up the mansion again.
1: Yes, uh well, uh hopefully uh I don't have she kind of looks around the group.
4: I'll make it work. All right. Done more with less and she cracks her fingers and
1: tries to look very upbeat and is as if we haven't all had a
4: weird and bad day. <laughs> um So, uh, well, uh, I'll just set that up then. And she
1: walks over to a wall and lays her hands against it and then
4: puts her hands back down, turns around and goes, I would, mayhap, step back, friends. Excellent. We'll take one she- step back and cock his head. <laughs> We drew sir. And then,
1: uh, yes. And then she lays her hands against the wall. And she goes, okay, Alkani, dad, please work. And then, uh... She is going to expend as much magical energy as she has left to equivalent out to a seventh level spell.
0: To cast. Because yes, we discussed this. you don't currently have a seventh level slot, but uh, you might be able to uh, mm-hmm. put yourself through extreme uh, physical stress to uh, put out the energy to cast this spell. In order to do that, I'm going to need you to roll me an Arcana check.
4: Okay. Uh, that there are two DCs.
0: There is one for succeeding with uh, minimal consequences, uh, and one for succeeding but with more significant consequences.
1: That's a 31.
0: 31. Okay. So that's not enough (laughs) to avoid the more significant consequences, but it is enough to succeed. So, um... So, um... Roll me... as the magic escapes through your fingers. First off, roll me a d4.
1: D4. Okay, I'm gonna do this one. That's why I kind can't of die. Four!
0: Four. So, you take a, um, a negative four penalty to your strength score, um, <laughs> for-
3: Uh, wrong needle.
0: Uh for I'll, I'll roll this one. Uh for two days. You got really lucky I rolled only a one on the dice. <laughs> uh for anyone
1: keeping track at home that currently makes Sevia's strength a six. Hmm.
0: Um the other thing I need you to do is roll me a d3. Okay, that's
1: a d6, divide it round down?
0: Yes, no, round
4: up for d3. Two. Two? Okay. Um, I think. I so rolled a three.
1: Take- that's, that's a two, right?
0: Yes. So you take two levels of exhaustion. <laughs> you will recover from one of those when yeah. you take a long rest, but you'll still wake up with a level of exhaustion.
4: Um, yeah, you, yep. you came out of that fairly lightly.
3: There's still, still, significant consequences. All oh, things mm. Yep. Cool. Uh,
1: does the magic look any different, or does, or is there like a really? <sighs> what does it look like?
0: <laughs> um, I think it seems a bit more strained, and the uh, the formation of the doorway is a lot more slower and almost um, staggered compared to what it usually would be. Um, once, Once the spell has been cast and it's there, it doesn't look any different. But that's because the spell has been cast.
1: Cool. Um, anyone watching Sevia would... Because what? Magnificent Mansion takes 10 minutes to cast? I believe. So,
3: uh... It,
1: I didn't write it down. Uh, so minute. you watch Sevia over the course of 10 minutes. One minute, okay. Over the course of one minute, uh... She just is sweating and exhausted, she's panting heavily, she's really leaning her weight against the wall as if it's the only thing keeping her up as she almost staggers and her magic is just glitching and sparking and flying off her but eventually it settles and the door appears and she kind of leans there for a second and just lets the sweat drip off her face and she steps back and, and takes her glasses off and goes ta-da see oh, okay? you're okay you're, um, you're still so <laughs> <to> fine <laughs> battle right I'm um, fine love I'm fine um, here, take
4: take my arm. And I'll kind of like pull prop- his arm around, proper, proper up a bit. Here, yeah. can have you um, you know,
2: collapsing after all of that. Pat, pat and give us her twenty Thank you.
3: points of healing.
1: Darling,
4: it, thank you, thank you. Sorry, I just yeah. Don't don't push yourself too much. But um, also, job in the house. It looks as good as ever. <laughs> thank you. Um, it's uh, Percy
1: Grog. Um. Just for means of convenience, I've made you your own rooms. Um, so uh, we can take you to those. Um, Exley, you haven't been. Would you um, Would you like me to take you on a tour? And she looks very significantly at Exley. Uh,
5: <clears throat> Exley looks like he's about to respond and then sees the
4: look and goes... I believe I would.
1: Wonderful! Perfect, darling! Um, I can... I, I can certainly do that. Um...
4: And then she kind of looks at Fall and goes, Do you... I will be fine. Do you want to come with, or do you need to handle things? Um, I'll probably um, just try to heal
1: up a little bit, if that's okay. You'll be all right. I'll be fine, darling. All right. Um, yes, I'll be in my room. My room. Yes. Good. Um well uh, we can she calls out to the whole group uh, she gives like the back of false hand a little kiss and she's like well um we can all go inside help yourselves there will be food um and drink uh, as
0: long as it's not lentils
1: and I promise it all won't take too long
4: that don't ask I will are lentils A faux pas, okay. I see. You know, now that you... No, now that you ask that, Conrad, I'm not actually sure what a
1: lentil is defined as. That that escaped my study.
4: sure we can make a nice little
1: eat.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: but we can... We can certainly work it out all together as long as no one feeds it to Grog. Um... So, yes, let us let us go inside and she gestures for everyone to go in um as Beatrice is passing she kind of gives her another apologetic look uh, for not telling her things previously um And then when Conrad walks past, C will very quietly just shoot him a little message and just say, I won't keep him long. Sorry. He kind of like starts and then shakes for a moment
2: and then while he passes and crosses into the threshold of the house then looks back at C.V.R. For a moment like for a couple of beats and then just sort of shrugs his shoulders and sends back his own message which is the horrible gathered whispers um why would i care this horrible little whisper just assaults his eardrums as he strides back into the um
1: yeah through the through the little cottage She looks as if she wants to respond, but just lets him be. And then we'll usher everyone else in. It is notable the door would actually also be a lot taller than it was last time to accommodate both Grog and Exley. Yeah, and then uh, when it's just Exley left, she'll give Fall a little pat on the back and let them walk through, and then she will turn to Exley and be like, well, uh,
4: come along. And Exley will follow.
1: And she leads him into an adorable little cottage. Um lots of wooden floors Uh, there's a coat rack in the hallway Um, the hallway leads to like a living kitchen area that then like branches off into amenities as well as like bedrooms Um, there's a lot of paintings everywhere of like all the paintings do look a little anyone who had been here before would notice all the paintings are a little different to last time a little more sketchy a little less refined as if the magic almost couldn't quite reach that far and um there's a lot of just very comfortable furniture and it's very homely it it looks as if Sevia has been to this place before it looks very well lived in um Anywhere there is a window, if Exley looks out, he would see a beautiful, you know, evening sky and rolling expanses of grass, including lots of plants that look as if they should be on the edges of water, but there's no water to be seen, just flat grass as if it's almost been plastered over with turf. Um, and she leads him down to the little hallway of bedrooms, and she kind of tries to surreptitiously uh, as she's walking along beside him and pointing
4: everything out. um, May I just lean on your arm? Of course. Are you well? As I can be. Considering.
1: Uh, But also, I just, um... It is nice to have you back. And she puts her little arm around his, like, you know, a little Regency walk. She leads him down and, you know, points out, like, uh, that's Conrad's room, and and that's Beatrice's, and those are the ones I made for Percy and Grog, and that's mine and Falls, and then uh, this is yours.
4: And she points to a door that's slightly taller than the rest. Did my arrival Prevent either you or fall from having a room? No, I can make... infinite... Oh! 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 And she just
1: like, thunks her little head against his arm Uh... As if she's being like, you idiot And she looks back up and goes, um... And I are
4: romantically entangled now. We are quite in love. Um it uh, it happened both very suddenly and yet not suddenly at all. Interesting. And this love you share it means yes. you are not encumbered by sharing the same room no, in fact we quite we quite enjoy it. Uh, we like to be near each other, How curious. Yes, you know, from many perspectives it certainly is. Um I certainly never thought I would enjoy being around someone as much as all that, but um I very much do. I suppose just, um, it is good that you are happy. We are. Are you? I am unsure. Fair. I think many of us feel the same. I hope one day to feel happy. But there is... Have you felt it before? I don't know. Well, you're back now. For all that may be bringing up some complicated feelings for you, I can only assume. um, We have missed you. I hope we can make you happy. We shall see. fair. Would you like to see your room?
5: Of course.
1: And she uh, opens the door and inside is um, it actually wouldn't know this but in a way it's like a weird mix between Beatrice's and Conrad's. It's a lot of like dark wood dark shapes um not the same you know comfortable you know plushy furniture that a bird would like the resplendence of of Conrad's room but there is a, a mixture of function and comfort in there like there's a an overly large bed so Exley's feet won't dangle off the end even though he doesn't really sleep um there's a lot of, there's a tool bench with a lot of little tools all laid out very neatly. Um, there's uh, along a window, there's a big window with a big set of curtains, and it's the only real point of light in the room apart from a couple of hanging lanterns. Uh, there's a whole array of little mushrooms in pots and little, like, plants in little pots all around. Um, Very lively, very thriving little plants. Uh, Oh, The mushrooms are, you know, kind of on the side where it's a little more shady but there are plants and stuff that would be in the sun where it's shining. (laughs) Um, And again, there's that view of you think there should be a lake there but there isn't. Um and yeah, there's a lot of things just that you know, Exley height all around the room and little spots for him to put like his things, like coat racks or uh, all that sort of stuff. A little spot for a little mat where you can stand to clean off a lot of little like wire brushes and things. Um, there is also a painting in this room as
4: well, and it is um. it is again not
1: fully not fully as finished as uh, it maybe should be or would be but um
4: there's a sketch of uh the tower where Exley first met the party Manrichton's tower
1: And an image of a white wolf with glowing green eyes
3: coming out of the bushes.
4: Well, uh, this is you. There is much in this room. Yes. Oh, sorry, I'm a little bit of. I think uh, the
1: youth these days are calling it a, a maximalist. Um, I don't. I don't really pare
4: back. It's. It's been a while. I wanted to make sure I covered everything you might like. You designed this room for things that I like. Yes. I must admit it has
1: been a few weeks and um we never really discussed a lot of that, but um I observe and uh I know your magic and, and some things that you enjoy, so I tried to um I tried to cover everything I could. Uh, even I know you prefer to sit when you when you rest, but I gave you a bed just in case you you wanted to um,
4: is it of concern if the bed breaks? I am unsure on how to correctly use it.
1: Oh no, no, no! It, it's 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 made of magic, you see. So um, I I hopefully made it strong enough for you. <laughs> but uh, if if not, it is no the issue. It isn't really a real bed. Nothing in here is, you know, real. Once we
4: exit this place. Interesting. On the topic of your magic, mm-hmm. and actually, we'll just sort of look outside and then look back at Sylvia. Is it failing you? How. So, I know that display out there was
1: maybe. A little more um, forceful than I'm used to with magic,
4: but f- how do you mean failing? It succeeded, did it not? There are many levels of success.
5: There is a structure here, yes, and it is in depth. However, there are some irregularities I have noticed the wobbling entryway and the terrain outside does not seem natural
4: oh Sylvia kind of looks out the window at the view
1: ah well the um the wobbliness of the entryway was more the, uh,
4: exertion than anything else. The terrain is a personal choice. Uh,
1: she kind of sighs a little bit and she goes, I forget you were not privy to many of this revelation. Um. this is based on my childhood home we lived on a lake Uh, a river, lake, a sort of combination between the two my parents loved the water Um, there were many ponds, we sometimes had ducks or frogs wander by Um, my parents were drowned in it I don't much appreciate water Ah, uh, so you can imagine what getting here was like for me, but um, in my places of comfort, I don't include it.
4: Apologies if that uh, spoils the view. That is completely understandable. I apologise
5: if there are any emotions that have been brought up.
4: No, it's, it's fine. Um, I am dealing with it in my own way, Uh, (laughs) but enough about me.
1: Um, how are you? We haven't really gotten a chance to speak in depth, and I know there are certainly certain members of the party who may, um, want to speak to slightly more than me, but, uh,
4: I am curious as to, but well, honestly, on the topic of magic, I am
1: curious as to where you got your tuning fork.
4: I said it before, that is high-level magic. It is. However, I have been learning. I retrieved the tuning fork on the plane of fire. Plane of fire? How on earth did you get there? Teleportation. I heard word that you were, all of you were on this
5: plane And there was only one way to get here. And that is through use of a tuning fork. I...
4: found where one was. And met up with a... team, a group, who were
5: looking for assistance on a mission in the plane of fire and I followed them on the assurances that when the mission was complete I would gain that tuning
4: fork and I would leave. You went all the way to the plane of fire to find us. It seemed fairly clear that you were not coming back for me. Not by choice, though I don't suppose that makes
1: any difference to how you've been feeling.
4: My feelings are irrelevant. We are a team. They are not. Your feelings are incredibly important. If you do not wish to discuss them with me, then that is something I will
1: deal with, but never think that what you feel is insignificant.
4: I have no wish to hide anything it's from important. you. You are very kind. I certainly would if I had spoken to me the way I had spoken to you last we saw. I understand that some people share emotions differently than I. This is an accommodation that I must make. I'm still sorry for the way I treated you, actually. It was unkind and unfair. especially when it is abundantly clear that you care so deeply. Thank you. I'm glad you found your way back. I wish more than anything that we could have gone and found you. It is fine. I gained many an experience on my journey. You will have to tell us about them. I'm sure I will. Now that we are all reunited again,
5: I'm sure we will have many times to tell stories.
4: Certainly. Who was the um, team you met up with? Anyone who had met plane jumping?
5: I'm not sure if you are familiar with anyone on the team that I met up
4: with. However, when I initially returned to Sigil,
5: I was not altogether alone. I had our other companions, which were also left in the Mournlands,
4: Artis and Dragonbait, and of course there was you. Forty-three. Forty-three. No more me than I am my mother. I'm glad you had friends, at least. They were very useful. My favorite word.
5: It is a good word. (laughs) I understand how it would be a favorite. If there were a word to have a favorite.
1: (laughs) I was joking, actually, but...
5: Humor. Ha,
4: ha, ha, ha. <laughs> I have missed you.
5: I have missed you all as well.
4: Mostly now when I
1: say silly things, mostly the others just look at me funny, but, um, you know, you, you really, you get it.
5: I have been trying to adopt more human mannerisms.
4: I have been experimenting, more so in my time away from you all. I had some time, brief
5: working time, I believe you call it downtime, where I was in need of some modifications to myself. In that time, I was... Yes, modifications. In what love. My, my time in the plane of fire was unfortunately quite taxing on my physical being.
4: Oh. I'm sorry. It is fine. I am better because of it. You do
1: not have to tell me or anyone in the group, but...
4: May I ask, what modifications? After the mission in the plane of fire was a success, I
5: needed to return to repair the arm that was chopped off.
4: I'm sorry, the what? the Plane of
5: Fire, who were tasked with killing a creature known as a Marilith,
4: a large demon with six arms that all held
5: swords and were very competent in slicing off limbs, as my companions and I found out. thankfully i am able to rebuild mine and actually um sort of moves the cloak out from the side and reveals a um uh, a very new looking um sort of steel and gold um amalgamation of a partially um almost like a bone and a muscle structure but uh solid metal and pistons and um and tubes that you can see through sections um which is from about the shoulder all the way down to the hand and you can see the hand is um quite bulky and um sort of fused into a claw
4: oh my Sorry for your loss, but that surely is a
1: feat of engineering. May I? And she goes to step closer.
5: Of course. Please do not press any buttons.
1: I certainly will not. My gods.
4: That is... Astonishing. You... Conrad would be fascinated. Beatrice may
1: attempt to take the gold if you leave her with it long enough, but I think she'd also be curious.
4: That would be unfavourable. As it is part (laughs) of myself.
1: I'll get better at telling jokes. Ah. Ha 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 ha. (laughs) It's okay, actually, we... We've all changed. It is hard to know when we
4: say what we mean and when we don't anymore. Indeed. Um, You look on his face as he says, indeed, and he does not necessarily
5: understand the sentiment, (laughs) Um, but he is agreeing. Um, Anyway, my time repairing my arm allowed me to modify other sections of myself as well. I have
4: installed a very complicated and still
5: in testing part of my throat.
4: What?
5: I am aware that I am not the most subtle member of the group that is
4: largely in part to my inability to mimic human voice. I have decided if I can speak
5: as one of you then I would be able to be stealthy and blend in more.
1: What do you mean, speak as one of us?
5: I have installed a voice modification to make myself indistinguishable from the typical human.
1: Akin to Beatrice
4: and her mimicry. Hopefully,
5: in the future, I will be able to mimic that which I hear. But this is tuned to one of the colleagues I was travelling through the fireplane with.
1: Would you demonstrate for me? I'm mightily curious.
5: Stand by. And you see his eyes kind of flash a a couple of times. Um, And he's sort of just staring straight ahead. Um,
4: And then his eyes return back to normal and he looks at you. Well, hi there. I am
5: designation 42. 42. I am indistinguishable from a normal human. <laughs>
1: CB does not laugh. That's me, Zoe. CBA just looks
4: dumbfounded. Uncanny. Isn't it just?
1: Who, well, what is their name, the person you are doing such a flawless mimicry
5: of? I did not spend that much time with them to identify their name.
3: Oh, bless.
1: Absolutely marvelous. Wonderful. Um,
3: That is quite a voice.
5: Indeed, Um, I have also adopted a very crude form of mannerisms. For example, howdy.
4: Oh my gods. You certainly are quite the, uh, gentleman. You know, with the little tip of the hat.
5: It is unfortunate that I do not require the use of a hat.
4: You Otherwise, could wear one. it would be complete. You could wear one for fashion for fashion. Yes, um you know the the same way, you
1: know um I don't need to have, you know, a little pin in my hair. I can just tie it up. But I I wear the little pin because I think it looks nice. And and it was a gift. Uh, The same way Conrad certainly um, has a proclivity for leather pants. Are they practical only in certain scenarios? Are they fashionable? Of course.
5: Interesting. Those are fashion choices. I assumed you had the pin for self-defense.
1: No, um... Do you assume Conrad's leather pants are for self-defence as well?
5: I am unsure of Conrad's decisions.
1: Fair, um... Actually, that is, um... You, um... hmm, Hmm... Without Conrad, there is not much I can say on the matter without um, potentially breaking trust, but uh, I would say that you should speak to him tonight. he was all of us were but he especially was quite bent out of shape by your forced departure and then our secondary
4: forced departure and he has been dealing with the return of many ghosts and and the exit of many others. You may have noticed that he was behaving quite strangely when you arrived. I did. Uh,
5: you see, Exley's eyes kind of flicker a little bit. Um,
4: Um, (laughs) he has been going through a lot mentally he has again I cannot say much without breaking
1: trust but I fear that Conrad may not trust you the way he once did
5: interesting I shall have to investigate to
4: find the cause. We know the cause, part of it at least. Oh God, don't
1: tell Conrad, I told you this. Gods above, um
4: do you remember those? Sarcophaguses in Barovia.
5: Indeed I do.
1: And how Conrad derived many powers from them
4: and the beings within them. Of course.
1: The beings have begun demanding a sort of payment for demands they have not yet seen fulfilled.
5: Are you familiar with the demands that are being asked?
4: Vaguely. He is scared. He's terrified, honestly. He has been forgetting. But I think even
1: with that he has missed you. Paul and I are only a sort of comfort. He does not trust us fully and Beatrice and he
4: have been rocky ever since she swore an oath to an angel. A lot happened while you were gone. Clearly. Clearly. And she nods at his arm. I think Conrad would appreciate a conversation, even if he does not know it.
1: The whole group would. We all miss you.
4: But I think Conrad might appreciate a friend, even if to him it is now a new one. That is fair. I shall endeavour to speak with Conrad. I should his Mendo, I'd... convenience. <laughs> I told you none of this. Of course. Thank you, Exley. Thank you. <laughs> this is a Nice room. Thank you. I hope I at least got a few things you enjoy. Indeed, I am quite partial to mushrooms. I did remember that much at least. Would you like some time alone to get settled, or...?
5: Perhaps that may be wise. I will spend as much time as I can settling, and then I shall speak with
4: Conrad. Understandable. I will uh, leave you to it, if that is your wish. Very well. Thank you for the talk. Thank you. And again, I am sorry for how I
1: behaved when we left, when you were taken. I'm glad you're back. I hope we can show you,
4: however we can, how much that we have missed you. You have welcomed me back. You have already shown. (laughs) Well, consider it a human fallacy that I feel the need to continue showing you. More things I must learn about humans. (laughs) Hopefully you'll have a long time to learn. I do not plan on leaving you again. Uh, and he nods. Oh, yeah. She
1: steps closer and she gives his big, oh no, she was already uh, like standing right next to him. She gives his big steampunk arm a little pat pat.
4: She goes, I will see you later, Exley. Of course. I shall settle in. Have a good evening. And you as well
1: and she kind of gives him a little smile and a nod she walks out of the room
5: exley takes a little bit to sort of look around the room um he walks over to the um little patch of mushrooms sort of examines them a little bit um
4: he kind of looks out the the window at the, the terrain kind
5: of cocks his head a little bit at it and then still looking at the terrain, his body turns 180 degrees and walks back to the, the mushrooms and just
4: kind of picks a couple and just sort of tries to transplant them on his shoulder. Adorable. And, yeah, that's sort of where he is. Um,
5: That little 25 seconds um, is sort of him settling in, and he's now fully settled in. (laughs) Um, uh, Climatised of the room. At that point, he would pretty much just walk back out of the room and, and try and find Conrad. But yeah, if anyone else was doing anything on entry to the property.
0: Yeah, is there anything else that people want to cover over the course of the evening?
1: All I will say about Beatrice is that she probably gets along like a house on fire with Grog and they're probably, you would probably find them in the kitchen, making the biggest sandwiches they possibly can.
0: He's, he's probably also things. introducing you to, uh, I think it's Gofibipo? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> um, oh, I, I need cute. to rem- Uh, yeah. Which is, which is a strange meat salad of Grog's own concoction. Um.
3: Yeah.
1: Concerning. Yes. Just being bros and Percy's probably sitting slightly disgusted to the side.
2: Um, For moment I've gone back to his and uh, Sylvia's room and just kind of, like, start, um, like, healing himself, trying to bandage any wounds. Um, But he kind of, like, probably when he left a little bit visibly, but then he's, like, more so just kind of stressed, bit overwhelmed, and he probably eventually just kind of, like, just plopped down in a corner and just kind of just start like um tearing up like ripping a bandage like over and and then just like mending it and then ripping it it's just yeah I just kind of do that for quite some time
4: <laughs> having a think about things <laughs> that have happened Awful. Having a fun little time to themselves. <laughs> Yay.
2: Um, Conrad probably goes uh, to his room. Um, he has like a, a bath for a little bit. Um, well, I believe there were baths. I can't remember. Yes, yes. There were. <laughs> And then he just goes into his room for a bit um, and then he sort of like pauses and looks around and just sighs for the point of it rather than because he needs to um, and then sort of dumps most of his things on his bed and then takes, unpacks the very well-used little bandage kits that he's tried to use to patch himself up over the last couple of weeks, month maybe, Um and he, you know, throws like half like um, rest of his stuff down and uh, opens the door and goes outside. Well, he CV had that little space that he could go out through his, through his room, and he just um, walks out for a bit and just like um, looks around at this kind of like endless but also very limited space, um, and then just sort of sits down on the ground and looks up at the sky for a long while before he starts to sort of bandage off his arms. Um, he's still a pretty beat shit. <laughs> um, and, yeah, that's probably what he does for some time, um, just trying to tend to his wounds and um, just have that quiet for a bit, I suppose.
1: But, yeah. What he does...
5: If possible, it'd okay. probably be around that time that Axley would go out and try and find Conrad.
3: Yeah, definitely. Um, uh,
5: <clears throat> so Axley would first uh, go up to Conrad's room and knock several times. Conrad, it is designation 42.
2: Yeah, there's probably no knock, answer for
5: it. <laughs> it is designation 42. Knock, knock, knock. Con- I am coming in. <laughs> um, and actually, we'll uh, hopefully see that the outside door is open. Yeah, and- the door's open. Yeah. Uh, actually, we'll. Uh, walk out onto the the terrain um, and go and just, like, stand maybe, like, ten feet or so away from where Conrad is, probably just, like, a little bit behind Conrad. Um.
1: Mm -hmm.
5: Conrad. He
2: sort of starts for a moment. Um. A slower reaction than he normally would. Um then just sort of like turns his head for a moment just just over his shoulder to look at Bexley. Yes?
5: Hello, I am Designation 42.
2: And Conway kind of um, swivels around uh, where he's sitting. (laughs) scrabbles around the grass and uh, looks, looks up at him or over at him. And kind of, again, there's that moment of, like, him just trying to make that thought sort of land. He's like, yes, 42. That's right. Hail. Thank you for... And he he then sort of, like, clumsily a little bit, um, because he's still a little bit injured. Um... Kind of, more clumsily than he'd like to, uh, which he kind of is like, this was a little bit out <laughs> momentarily. Um Ellen stands up. Uh, appreciated for your assistance back there.
5: Of course. That is what a team does.
1: Yes,
2: team. You did a great deal that you did not need to.
5: Perhaps. <laughs> you appear to be having troubles. It is important for you to know that I deduce this on my own.
2: <laughs> is it that clear, that plain on my face?
5: You are behaving different
2: from what you remember
0: are you happy
3: no certainly not
5: from what you have heard of how you were behaving before you believe then you were happy?
2: comrade? sort of, something passes over his eyes. He does sort of, like, his positioning shifts a little bit as if he's about to say something. Um, and instead he, um... He had done most of his stuff. He still has this little hip bag next to him because that's where he's got most of his things in it. Um, And he reaches in and pulls out uh, his journal. Um, And he just holds it for a moment. It's a little leather-bound journal that he's had since forever. Um, And he's like... Impossible to say. I... I shall not be to at the bush. I do not remember you, 42. I don't seem to be able to grasp my mind around it. And you're not the only thing that fulfills this. I. Perhaps you know more of me than I know of myself now. But I don't know how much you know, but I do not like not knowing things. And having use has always been important to my life. It's how I was raised, I suppose. Um, so you can imagine, it pains me to say that there are things I am unable to grasp now. I do not know when it started or when it will stop. Uh, your question before—I'm not. I need to think on it. Sylvia has theory first I have a question if all these recent events if I truly am losing things then this makes sense and he um flips to the journal um and um like opens up one page and then um holds holds it out like can you read this because I can't cannot I can only see parts I will DM you something <laughs> which okay. so it's like a journal it has like a, a lot of different like jotted down scribblings um, and then um, it has like uh, a sketch next to it but I've sent you the text um, that it says I can't focus on it for long it is different to the, the other book that I found that Seafi has been trying to help me with this is my own writing but I cannot grasp it
5: Exley is quiet for some time as his eyes appear to be skimming mm. the words and sort of hesitate on some of them um and he says What do you believe this means? You cannot read it, but
2: my theory, I posit, is it is a memory that I cannot grasp or something that I cannot hold on to for too long. I think it must be something about you, perhaps.
5: actually kind of flicks through a couple of pages um, and hesitates on one. Um, Interesting. I feel... some level of concern, however, this appears to be some form of magic, potentially.
2: Magic? (laughs) Perhaps most certainly.
5: Perhaps... That is what has created this. Magic is what will allow it to become undone.
2: Maybe. It is a strong magic. And I fear. And Colin's like, he looks like he's trying very concertedly to be very, like, good about this conversation. Um... But, again, he looks very tired and haggard and impossibly old and impossibly young all at once. Um, and he looks like, he, again, like he wants to say something that he wanted to say before, but he doesn't. Um, and instead, he's sort of, he's been looking around, actually. He, he, his gaze slides directly to the pinpricks of his glowing eyes and, like... I fear I have made a grave mistake that I cannot see the end of.
5: Axley, um, squats down now into sort of like a pseudo-squat-sitting position.
2: Come Falter's just bit for a moment, tilting his head to one side. Uh, Again, I do not know what do you know that I do not know anymore? Do you understand that that frustrates me beyond all measure? And makes me impossibly sad? I no longer have desire for eating. No need for breath. I sleep, and I wake, and I am not breathing. I walk the endless cycle. like the great serpent biting its own tail, but I do not progress. The denizens of the Amber Temple. I do not know if you remember this. I believe you must. There was a construct there that I do not recall. The spirits of Barovia, its predecessors, and its watchers over its future and end. The voices that talk. Louder and louder all the time. I can hear them now. My patrons, as it was once called, I believe, by Esmeralda, who I remember, but I cannot remember you. They have grown restless, I suppose, both coy, promising a seat to rule. One that I wished for, that I deserved, but not in this situation, not in that place in Rovia, and and yet they threaten They they spoke. <laughs> Must have trusted you at some point. I can remember that now, I suppose. Well, I have pages in my book, not in my diary, that I cannot read. The voices spoke to me and threatened that if I did not complete their goal, they would take my mind. I believe that's what they're trying to do, so I don't know what sort of magic that would be, but well. A grave mistake, I suppose. And... What's more, I suppose they toy with me. They send me a ghost. A ghost who has clung to me since we left Barovia, apparently. So he claims. The ghost of Strad. I believe you know him. In a permanent loop. With the arrogance of someone who feels he can cheat eternity. No allies. Only another enemy. Another mistake. I am no longer certain my endpoint is limitless. I need it to be, but I am... I am afraid. Sivir knows magic, she can't see a thing past this. Do you believe magic would unmake it?
5: I am... ...uncertain although if it can I am not sure I see you speak of beings ghosts who are taking parts of your mind
2: Yes This is what they have promised If I do not do what they wish Which I do not know how to do To free them
5: Do you believe there are Sections Of your mind which are now Entirely missing
2: Chris is being very Earnest and again he's trying to be very good about all of this, um, but he has like that sort of like slightly manic glint behind his eyes um, that sort of, sort of like waver a bit. Um, it looks like someone who's trying very hard to just <laughs> like stop himself from just simmering over. Um, but he does just one pinprick of a two just does well up for a moment. I believe so, yes. There is you, there are things that people have mentioned that I do not know. And again, I make a good habit of knowing things. Sections gone, perhaps. I don't even know how much.
5: There was of course, much that you knew before. You struck me as someone who would blast over knowledge. However, the speed at which you acquired that knowledge was indescribable. If you have acquired that knowledge in the past, I am certain you will be able to again, with or without the use of magic.
2: He huh. does, like, look down at the ground and, like, scrub, scrubs up one eye for a moment. This is a good cheer.
5: Perhaps you are correct. I am unsure, but I may be able to help.
2: He looks back up at Exley level with him. How so?
5: After the Plane of Fire, there was need of specific magics which I learned and tested.
2: Indeed, you can utilize magic.
5: I am uncertain if this will work for your predicament, however, I would be willing to attempt for a friend.
2: And, and like I get, he does run down his face that moment, tinged with amber. And then he just nods. <coughs> I must say, I don't know who you are anymore, but I feel I miss you.
5: Exley cocks his head at that and um, opens his mouth to say something, but instead um, will just give a nod and uh, go to reach into his bag, but then think better of it and bring out his hand and just kind of pat Conrad on the head twice and then go back into the bag Um, and he's going to pull out a couple of items that he's got um, in a little spell components pouch Um, a small vial of what just looks like water and a a prayer wheel to a God not of this plane. Um, And he's going to start chanting very slowly at first in kind of like a a guttural raspy kind of noise, um, which begins to build slowly. Um, And Exley is, going to try he has no idea if this is going to work um, but he's going to try a spell that he used to uh, regrow one of his colleagues arms in the plane of fire Um, and he's going to try and cast regenerate to forcibly regrow Conrad's mind
0: Interesting. Well, okay. So. Hmm. Specifically, at
5: this point, he's going to try and rebuild the section. He doesn't want to rebuild all of it, just Hmm. for the moment, a very specific section which relates to... Um Well He's Conrad's knowledge of Xling.
0: Okay Proof of concept So Roll me An arcana check Not Not to influence this But to Uh Understand mm-hmm. The result Um also, Conrad very easily within like the the upcoming moments because of the use of regenerate. Uh, cause I, yeah, because it lasts an hour. You you will easily get like back up to full hit points. Oh, thank you,
2: <laughs> thank you, thank you. He suddenly looks a lot more healthy, like more than twice healthier.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, thank you. Uh, that is a 14. 14. Um, there doesn't seem to be any additional glint of recognition within Conrad's eyes. You don't know whether that has to do with the spell or not. Like, okay. You know, um, it's clearly, it's clearly served its usual function. Mm. Of, of physically healing him. Okay.
5: Um, as soon as the spell is complete, Exley is going to just stare into Conrad's eyes and almost, like, through them. Um, he's trying to kind of gauge if there is any sort of either recognition or whether it seems like there is another entity fighting for control.
0: Roll me an insight check. 29. 29. Okay, so there there's always been a glint of recognition, like the, the curse has only taken away knowledge of Axley's name. At this stage um, and some memories associated with him. Um, Exley himself is still remembered. Uh, there does not seem to be any sort of direct internal conflict um, for control of Conrad's mind, um, but there Probably, I would imagine, something hev- heavy weighing upon him that you gather to be essentially what he has told you. Does that heavy thing appear to be magical? Or
5: difficult to sort of You don't term? know because you
0: failed the archive, check.
5: Um, actually, we'll just stare into Conrad's eyes, through Conrad's eyes, um, and say.
0: What do you know? There are no restored memories, Conrad.
2: Nothing new. Maybe I knew more. I'm just not remembering it right now but maybe it's unlocked and Conrad Ka- looks back at the um, like he takes the journal back and looks back at it um I still can't grasp over certain things I don't know if it worked that was magic yes
5: it was Hmm. I was attempting a different style of magic to that which Xavier uses ah I see I was hoping it would make more of a difference
2: I suppose it did not. Maybe.
5: The good news is it has done no more harm.
2: <laughs> He's like eyebrows shoot up for that. Well, I suppose so. Um, that's a bonus to be had, for certain. I. I appreciate you trying anyway. I can only hope I can either. Do what they need me to do. Or find a way to stave it off.
5: What do they need you to do?
2: They want me to unleash them. To unbind them from the plane. From Barovia. I don't know if that's possible. That's what Arken's trying to do with Tiamat. But he has considerable more strength behind him. I do not know how to do it. I and um, he kind of uh, sort of like stops mid sentence and um, uh, shoves like the journal back into his little hip bag and pulls out another like book, a similar size but well, but heavier. Can you read this book? It's the black um, gilded book that um, Conrad got out of the library. I cannot understand it. Celia can read it, but it harms her. Word of warning.
5: That has done nothing but pique my curiosity.
2: They guided me to it, but I do not understand it.
5: Interesting. Uh, can actually look at the cover of the book. Are there any words on the cover of the book?
0: There are not words. <laughs> I don't no.
5: That was phrased interestingly. What is on
0: <laughs> the cover of the books? So? Uh, let me... find it. Where is my cursor? There it is. Here. Okay. Um. Right. So. Uh, the book is appears to be a dark brown um, leather with slight uh, areas of tearing and discoloration, um, an almost worn uh, cracked leather spine, um, golden uh, edging to the cover. And, um, straps upon the spine, bearing, uh, small bone, uh, carvings of skulls. On the front cover is a golden demonic horned figure, uh, placed in a brass, uh, panel with, uh, three skulls, um... Carved into this panel above its head. Uh, and there is gold stitching in parts where the book has been uh, cut and torn.
5: Interesting. Um... <clears throat> You say that it's got, uh, like, leather straps around it,
0: um, is Uh, it? like, small leather straps on the spine.
5: Okay, cool. Um, Exley's going to... attempt on, uh, Conrad's wishes to try and read the book and try and not get harmed from whatever happened to Sylvia. I mean,
0: do you touch it? Uh, that would... Yeah. Yeah? Okay. Absolutely, it does. You are, he'll, he'll you grab are fine that upon touching it. Cool. Okay. Like a normal book, then? Um... It is... Do you have any plants upon you that aren't kind of more fungal? Uh... Um... And, like... <clears throat>
5: We'll say he's probably got a couple of, uh, like, twigs, uh, with maybe a couple of leaves or something or other growing out of his, um, probably the left shoulder.
0: Okay. So you notice as you do come into contact with the book, the, uh, the leaves do wither. And I'm judging from that smile that you, Mitch, know exactly what this is. Just... we're all good here. We're fine. (laughs)
5: Um,
2: that goes well.
5: So Exley's going to look at the book and then look down at his shoulder. So that is mildly ominous.
2: But it didn't happen to Sylvia, but then it happened to her. Perhaps it is because your construct?
5: Perhaps. There is does not that it feeds off some form of life and... It has uh, found this plant
1: perhaps it does
2: interesting maybe you can understand it when I tried it was long process I had to read it and then she had to translate I do not know how much time I have. Or even if this will help, it may just be a thing to toy with me further. (sighs) I suppose on that point, uh, to answer your question earlier, I do not wish to keep saying her name, but mm, everyone has been good to me. Sylvia has theory. She poses thought that the myths seek to break my spirit. By taking all memory of things that made me happy. And that was, part, then she posited that is why, to our collective knowledge anyway, they started with memory of you. So perhaps I was happy. I do not know how. But there is your answer.
5: Perhaps there is something in this tome that will allow you to find out. Perhaps. And if not, then we shall retrieve the tome that is held by the one you call Arkhan.
2: Yes. We must do that. Is Arkhan is the key to home.
5: Arkhan is the a friend of yours I have not encountered this individual
2: no certainly not we made help for him when when there was when we were in health and then he made bargain to bring his god back started to succeed I believe it was to bring his god to here to Alexandria. We, made, we needed to make a move to try and get the item taken by us by Mordenkainen who was was your master at a time
5: it was my creator
2: your creator curious we needed to get something from him uh, a dial, I believe, or something, to return to plane where most of us call home. So we made we made a grab for it. And I was too slow, so he made example. And I died. And then I lived again. And now I am here. So... We need to to either stop what he's doing or, in my opinion, get what we need from him. This is not our home plane. also he has like a withered arm thing that apparently can control the dead which I'm very curious about so I'm very interested about that um, but uh, yes he has a sort of an army so not an easy task hopefully what we're doing works I suppose
5: <laughs> I cannot fault you because your memory is fractured but in the future you should lead with that one
2: Yes, I will That's the important thing Um, So we need to do that Apparently there's a lot of powerful people Percy and Grog and all of them So they should be able to help with that And then who knows Um, I do remember a lot about the undead You do not come They have mentioned you used to command them Do you not do that now?
5: I have the ability to however there are complications I see I worked on my own version of that magic and unfortunately I do not wish to do that again
2: I see magic is difficult I only have limited understanding of it I can command it as I wish but it is conduit I believe as some say through the whispers
5: interesting
2: perhaps maybe the book will help It may. I I appreciate you for trying.
5: Of course. You have assisted me in the past. I have. Hopefully in the future you will remember this.
2: Yes, that makes
5: sense. There was a rather funny anecdote that the two of us Hijinks, if you will, where we attempted to bring down a corrupt government by setting it on a village.
2: Ah, yes. Barovia.
5: Indeed. I'm not sure if you remember or not, but it was successful.
2: I do remember that, yes. You were involved. That makes sense.
5: We were both involved.
2: It is like Mav kind of curls into a groom. That also makes sense. I think I understand a little bit now. It must be... You know, it's quite funny, and um... He looks up at the sky for again for a moment. I haven't thought this for a long time, but everyone's been making me think of it, I suppose. I want to make the choice to live, I think. Regardless of what. Regardless of what uh, the Whispers want me to do. I I don't just want to survive anymore, I want to live, I suppose. To be free, to explore land unharmed, no hell, no dragons, just to find a new life. A life of my own. Xivia, even full, for no discernible reason, speak of new home and hope that include me as guest. Beatrice has some imperceptible plan. To leave or to stay, who knows. Never been a really guest before, merely present. I've wanted that for so long, restlessly as a child, now desperately as a man, but I don't think I've ever I've ever wanted it knowing about it until now. But I want to live. And I want to ensure that. So thank you for coming to make sure that we survived a little bit longer,
5: I suppose. Of course. We shall see. We shall see. And... Uh... Just very quickly... Exley's just gonna... Just do a little... Open up the book. And just have a look. Just if there's any, like, pictures or something or other, or... Uh, any headings, if there's, like, a... A contents
0: page. Yeah. So I don't think you understand the language within it, but a quick glance you see these kind of gruesome diagrams, um, there are places in the book where pages are missing, torn or even so completely covered with ink, blood and scratches that the original text can't be made out. Um, you could okay. maybe, with some time and certain magics, work out what is contained within this tome. But it's not, yeah, it's not something that's mm. going to be a quick endeavour. Yeah,
5: but I, I can understand that this is probably
0: not like, you know, this is some dark, real magic. happy book. There's some dark magic involved here.
2: Can you understand it?
5: I do not understand the words. However, I believe I understand this term itself.
2: That is a very good starting point.
5: There's like a little um... Actually, his eyes kind of, like, flicker a little bit, like he's processing a lot of information very rapidly, um, and he says, I think this might be something to investigate in depth.
3: Agreed. And
0: Conrad and Exley uh, either continue that conversation or part for the evening, Um, and unless there's anything else anyone wants to mention doing before going to bed, um, you all retire the evening within the mansion and that is where we're going to leave it for this episode thank you for listening everyone it's a everyone. little <laughs> bit of a longer one this week but i think worth it yes thank you
3: everyone
0: we the harm oh. stretch <laughs> yeah see y'all next see you. week bye, bye. Oh, yeah. bye.